Welcome in to a little late night edition of that SEC podcast. Wanted to bring you guys an updated version of my SEC power rankings. The games just ended here on Saturday night. I know it's been a couple weeks since I've done this, but uh, got a little lazy. I was out on the road for one of these games and... You know, the last couple weekends just been tough for me to get this out, but didn't want to leave you guys hanging because we got about a month left in the season. Things are really heating up here in the SEC. We're starting to find out who the contenders are, who the pretenders are. And hey, like I said, it's been a little while. So wanted to bring you guys an updated SEC power rankings edition of the pod. And don't worry, Monday morning, as usual, Shane and I are going to be breaking down all the games. So this is uh, not a replacement for your typical Monday pod by any means. Just a little extra bonus episode, if you will, over the weekend here, breaking down my power rankings that I just put out after all the action here on Saturday. And we'll start at the bottom as usual. Number 14. The South Carolina Gamecocks. Gamecock fans cannot get over the fact that I've got them dead last, even though they beat the Vanderbilt Commodores. And, hey, I get it. I mean, you, you beat them head-to-head, sure. But it, it was in Columbia. It was, a, I believe, a one-point win. You needed your backup cornerback to come in and save the day, and now he's injured. And I just <laughs> – I mean, I'm splitting hairs here, but, uh, I mean, South Carolina – Really, I mean, they're playing so, so poorly. They just got destroyed. I mean, they didn't even look barely like an FBS team in that Texas A&M game. So I just think if you put South Carolina and Vanderbilt on a neutral field tomorrow, I like the Commodores to win that game. Mike Wright, by no means is he perfect, but he's starting to get hit his groove there. The, the Vanderbilt defense, believe it or not, is playing some solid football. South Carolina, to me, dead last right now again this could change by this time next week we'll see how Shane Beamer and company how they respond to the bye week but that leads to number 13 number 13 no surprise Vanderbilt Commodores you lost again this time to Missouri had an opportunity to win a game here on Saturday at home couldn't get it done it looked like there for a minute you were going to get the W first SEC win under Clark Lee Another heartbreaker. Now you've lost to Missouri. you lost to South Carolina. Everybody's got you dead last in the SEC aside from me. And frankly, I don't have you far off from it. So we all know the issues there at Vanderbilt. Long, long, long way to go. But we're seeing a little, little bit of progress. I mean, remember last year, I know Missouri, They well, I don't even know if they're better, to be honest with you. But they... I mean, they just waxed Vanderbilt. I I can't remember the score, but I think it was like 48-0 to at halftime, something ridiculous like that. So you see the program is coming. Steps, they're making strides. They're going in the right direction, I think, under Clark Lee. I know it's not pretty, but hell, you got about three-quarters of a roster you're working with, and there's probably going to be, you know, massive turnover this offseason if I had to guess there in Nashville. So long, long way to go. All right, again, no surprise here. Missouri Tigers, I mean, hell, you almost lost to Vanderbilt. I know the final score maybe doesn't indicate that if you missed the game, but their defense, a massive, massive issue. They came out strong. You thought maybe we're going to put this team away. Connor Basilak gets injured. He didn't have that great of a performance. 
Now we got Tyler Macon in there. If not for Tyler Beatty, who may be the best running back in the SEC this season, I don't know where Missouri would be. They, they certainly wouldn't have beaten Vanderbilt without Tyler Beatty. And, you know, he deserves all the praise. He's getting all SEC-type selection if he keeps it going. But still, this defense is a disaster. Vanderbilt couldn't get anything going against Mississippi State. Had very little going against South Carolina. Yet, maybe this was their best performance of the season against your defense. So, no surprise. Missouri probably has the worst defense in the entire SEC. One of the worst defenses in the country. So, that's why I've got you right there at number 12. Number 11. LSU Tigers. I mean, it looked like for a for a heartbeat there, maybe you turned the corner when you beat the Florida Gators, ran all over them. But no, Ole Miss showed that was a fluke. Obviously, Coach O's already out. The search for the uh, next head coach is already underway. Star corners out for the season. And who knows, we may see more guys come out here. And uh, I don't know if we're still doing opt-outs or not, but uh, it, <laughs> it certainly seems like LSU would be a candidate for a couple of those so we'll see you're playing alabama next week tickets already being returned in tuscaloosa thing could get ugly uh yeah it's not looking good obviously for lsu and naturally that's why there's a coaching change here number 10 all right big surprise here florida gators yes you put up a hell of a fight i thought against georgia bulldogs of course i thought it'd be a lot closer than it the final score here you got whooped by georgia but hell everybody's getting whooped by Georgia. So I don't necessarily hold that against them, but, you know, that collapse there late in the first half, there was just no coming back from that. You you spot the Georgia Bulldogs a 10-point lead, they're going to crush you. You spot them a 20-point lead in, what was it, about 40-something seconds here. That was all she wrote. And where where are you now? I mean, the fan base seems completely out on Dan Mullen at this point. I don't know if that's the right move to be making, but the guy didn't stay for uh, the singing of the of the fight song after the game. I mean, that's a terrible look. And now you put in Anthony Richardson, AR-15, and, you know, he didn't look terrible, but wasn't ready for Georgia. Now where's his confidence? You, you had to go back to Emory Jones. I think Anthony Richardson got even got injured in that game. So a lot of questions with the Florida Gators right now. And, Obviously, this might be a little bit of a hot take, but I got him number 10 right now in the SEC. Number nine. Arkansas Razorbacks already seeing the fury of the Razorbacks. They're pissed off. How in the hell can Arkansas be this low? Well, you've lost three of your last four, and your only win was against Arkansas Peanut Butter. So, I mean, how far can we really move you up the, the way you've been playing the last month? And I just, there's nothing to take away from the uh, Arkansas Peanut Butter game. You dominated them like you should. Good for you. That's what's got to happen. Now you're getting a red-hot Mississippi State team coming into your house. Two weeks to prepare. This has got to be a statement game. It's a team you beat last year. you got to beat them this year no matter how well the Bulldogs are playing. You win this game, I'll jump you way up the list. That's another thing. I keep these, these rankings very, very fluid week in and week out. So nothing against Arkansas, but you got to snap that three-game SEC losing streak, and it's got to be immediately if you want to crack into uh, the top half of the SEC right now. Number eight. Tennessee Vols. I actually moved them back this week during the bye week. Nothing against the Vols, but Mississippi State showing, Auburn showing, 
you know, Ole Miss. I mean, hell, Ole Miss beat Tennessee. So I, I like the way Tennessee's fighting right now. They're a thin roster, obviously. Every injury really seems to hurt the Vols more than uh, it does, would almost any other team just to, because of how thin the roster is right now. But fighting hard is one thing and winning games is another. You got an interesting matchup here this week against Kentucky. Suddenly, Kentucky's struggling. This is an opportunity. I mean, we got to stop with uh, moral victories here for Josh Heupel in Tennessee. Got to get a W. Certainly think this Kentucky game, even though it is in Lexington, it is at night. It's going to be a sellout crowd. This is not going to be an easy game. The odds are going to be stacked against the Tennessee Vols, but, hell, they've basically been that way the whole season. And uh, more often than not here, particularly in the last month, Tennessee's been standing up and answering the call. So can they do it again? This is uh, going to be a true, true test. This is not Kentucky or old, no matter how poorly they played here on Saturday night. Tennessee's still got a lot to prove, in my opinion. That's why I got them number eight. Number seven. Right there, Kentucky Wildcats just hit on it. Will Levis, man, he seems to be falling apart at the seams. Liam Cohen, you know, as more defenses have tape on his system, he's got to adjust. Uh, we saw Josh Ali back on the line, on the field. He had a... Punt return touchdown. You thought this was going to be a spark for the Kentucky Wildcats. Chris Rodriguez fumbling issues returned. So many turnovers here for the Kentucky Wildcats. That killed you. Cannot have that. Now all of a sudden the defense cannot stop the passing game. That was a question. If you recall on the podcast, something I asked to Shane. Kentucky's not seen a passing attack like Mississippi State all season, and they took advantage of them. Now, you know, it's not the exact same offense, but Tennessee, they'll throw it all over you too. So that that's this is a huge question that Kentucky's got to answer. Back-to-back weeks playing offenses that'll make you pay throughout the air. I think Will Rogers just broke the uh, completion percent. He's got like 91% here on your defense. He's going to be SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Kentucky, after winning, what was it, six games in a row, you've lost two in a row. Where's the confidence level? They're in real danger. They have got to win this game against a team that just haunts them about as much as the Florida Gators, the Tennessee Vols coming into town. This is going to make or break your season here. Number six. Mississippi State Bulldogs. Man, what a up and down season it's been. And, you know, we could argue here a, a missed call there, a poor performance there against LSU that you came back strong in the second half. This is a ball club that, uh, you know, could be flirting with something like a 7-1 record. Hell, remember, they're the last team to beat Texas A&M. Now they just whipped up on Kentucky. The question week in and week out, which Mississippi State's going to show up? Well, the good Mississippi State showed up. And here, all of a sudden, I think that also they make Alabama look a little bit more impressive because they just whooped them by 40-something points just uh, last week. So Mississippi State, though. Hell of a win here. Still, you're the thorn in Mark Stoop's side there in Starkville. Uh, Very, very impressive performance. And this is the Mississippi State team. The fans were hoping we were getting. I mean, these are the strides. You you recall this time last year, Mississippi State's offense did not score a single point against Kentucky. The only score was a safety. Now they put up uh, 31 in the third quarter, win handily in Starkville. So Mississippi State, a team on the rise. Number the Ole Miss Rebels couldn't drop them so, too far back. I mean, they go into a buzzsaw there at Auburn. Matt Corral got hurt. A lot of things going against you in this Auburn game, but you got outplayed. You got outbeat. 
uh, but you're still a hell of a team. Your only losses here to Alabama and Auburn, and those teams have each only lost one game in the SEC this season. Both the losses came on the road, so I don't dock you too much for losing this game to Auburn. Auburn's going to be a top-10 team, I believe, when the college football playoff rankings debut on Tuesday. So, again, this is not a bad loss, and uh, Ole Miss still got a lot to play for. This defense, second half responded. They were put in a tough spot in this game. Auburn kind of had their way with them, and I think this was uh, you know, something I was worried about all these games back-to-back-to-back, Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, Auburn. That's a murderer's row right there, and it finally cut up to Ole Miss. So, again, I'm not dropping them too far in my power rankings. Number four. The Auburn Tigers. All of a sudden here, the SEC dreams look all the more realistic here. Of course, uh, you got some massive games coming up here, including uh, at Texas A&M. That's going to be the next Huge game on your schedule, season-defining game here for Auburn. But uh, what's not to like? I mean, Bo Nix seems to be, I don't want to say, you know, he's playing the best football he's ever played. So let's credit him. The defense, they're playing outstanding. They really managed. Again, I know Corral got hurt, but they did a better job defending him than anybody I've seen this season outside of maybe Alabama. So Auburn defense is trending. Tank Bigsby got him going. Hunter. What a punishing combo that is for the Auburn Tigers. They are one of the best teams in the country. Like I said, they should be in the top 10 when the college football playoff rankings debut. And Brian Harson, again, I keep saying it, but each week his resume gets better and better. It's time to give this man his due as potentially the SEC Coach of the Year. Number three. Texas A&M Aggies. You could arguably put that a little bit higher. I mean, hell, they only team to beat Alabama. If Zach Calzada shows up the way he did against Alabama, like I said, they can beat anybody this outside of Georgia, I think, in the country. So Texas A&M may be the hottest team in the SEC. That defense is just playing basically Georgia level right now. But I, I know the competition's not been great uh, the last week there against South Carolina. Now they've got two weeks to prepare. They're facing this Auburn team. Let's hope uh, it's not been announced as I'm sitting here recording it, but I anticipate Auburn, Texas A&M in College Station to be college game day. Again, that's just me speculating, but that's the type of massive showdown we'll have next week as Auburn comes to face Texas A&M. And uh, this is going to be, once again, an elimination game here in the SEC West. I know A&M doesn't control their fate. They need Alabama to lose one more, but... You can knock Auburn out of the SEC West race, and hopefully maybe Auburn turns around and beats Alabama, puts A&M into the SEC championship game for the first time. That is still a possibility. Number two. The Alabama Crimson Tide. How can you – I mean, they're playing so well right now after the Texas A&M loss. That seems to be the game that really has pushed them in the right direction here. And, again, I know Tennessee tested them, but by at the end, hell, Bama still covered the spread. I mean, that's how good Alabama is right now. Bryce Young and company. Robinson gotten him going in the backfield. These receivers looked outstanding, Menchie and Williams. And the defense starting to come around for the Alabama Crimson Tide. So, yeah, I think Alabama's the second-best team in the country. And I got to put them number two 
in the SEC until further notice. Number one. And of course, same team I've had all season, Georgia Bulldogs, number one in the East. In fact, in the entire SEC, of course, they have clinched the SEC East of the Georgia Bulldogs. Head to Atlanta to play somebody from the West. We won't know who for a couple of weeks here, but the Georgia Bulldogs with the beating Florida, just beating the hell out of Florida, really, and Kentucky losing to Mississippi State. That clinched the SEC East, and they're, hell, they're still doing it without the guy that I consider to be their starting quarterback, JT Daniels. Still doing it without George Pickens. Some of these receivers still banged up, but it doesn't matter. His defense is playing lights out. Todd Munkin is really dialing up some gems. I mean, he is on point right now. He's calling the game better than anybody in the country. His defense is unmatched across the country. Georgia, your most dominant team in the SEC, the most dominant team in the country, and still have yet to be tested. I think I saw a stat. They have trailed for 11 plays this college football season. That is an incredible, incredible stat. But there you go for this week's edition of the Power Rankings. And again, Shane and I will be back Monday morning to recap all the action. I just wanted to give you guys a little bonus edition here late on Saturday night, early Sunday, whenever you're getting this. Catch you on the next one. I introduced her to my loved one And while they were dancing My friend stole my sweetheart from me well, I remember the night in the Tennessee waltz Now I know just how much I have lost Yes, I lost my little darling The night they were playing The beautiful Tennessee Waltz The beautiful Tennessee Waltz Cold.